Wow, can somebody stand up with me? Lift your hands and just say to God be the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every victory in 2023 to God be the glory. Every battle, every valley to God be the glory. And for 2024 to God be the glory. Come on, give it up for Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Man, when they were handing out gifts and they were giving away uh, gifts to sing, they skipped me, man. <laughs> but praise the Lord for Brother Robert and that wonderful, that wonderful song, okay? Now, uh, some folks from Catedral de Fe are here with us today. Algunos están aquí de Catedral de Fe. Stand up. Catedral de Fe, pónganse de pie. Okay, there's some folks from Cathedral of Faith. You want to give them a welcome? Thank you so much. All right, you may be seated. All right, God is good, amen? Amen. amen. Well, you know, I really struggled with finding a theme, a title to give to this sermon today. And um, all I could come up with was the three points that I need to share with you. The first one is know it. The second one is leave it. The third one is take it. Can you say that with me? Know it. Leave it and take it. It's that simple. Um, three uh, words of advice, three words that I feel that the Holy Spirit laid on my heart to share with you as we leave 2023 and we go into 2024. God bless you for dedicating this day, the last day of the year of 2023, to be in the house of the Lord and experience his presence. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I'm basing my, my thoughts that I want to share with you today in the second chapter of Colossians, and the last one is going to be in the third chapter of Philippians, all written by Paul, and I believe that there are timely advice for us on this day. Let's dig into the word right away in Colossians chapter 1 and talking about knowing it. It says like this, I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and those in Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may, be, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. If you take a look at the highlighted words, they talk all about knowing, understanding, having the knowledge. And I believe that this is something that we need to grab onto uh, as we leave 2023 and we go into 2024. Because what you know is what's going to make you. What you don't know is what's gonna, what the enemy is going to rob from you. And knowing is power. That's what they say, knowledge is power. And knowing Christ, I believe then it will make us invincible. So if you believe it, say amen. amen. And so Paul goes on to write in verse 4, and he says, I tell you this so that no one may deceive you, once again, related to knowledge, that if you know these things, you will not be deceived. Deceived you by fine-sounding arguments. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith is in Christ. Paul goes on to deepen his writing regarding knowledge, and he says this in verse 6. So then, somebody say, so then. 
kind of like with an attitude, say, so then, so then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it, say again with me, see to it, that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which deepens on who, who depends, excuse me, on human tradition and the element, the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. I want to make an emphasis on that, human tradition and elemental spiritual forces of this world. See, what Paul is leading us into is to talk about spiritual warfare. As he, smokes, as he speaks about these elemental spiritual forces of the world. But first of all, he wants us to know, because knowledge is power. There is a must list of things that Paul says that we need to know before we get into this, this engagement of knowing of what's happening in the spiritual world, in the spiritual realm. He makes a list of these things. Well, I made a list of the things that he mentioned. He says, continue, be rooted. It's, it goes on to say, be rooted, built up, be strengthened, overflow with, with thank, uh, thanksgiving, and you got to see to it. In other words, you got to see to that that you have all these things. Now, folks, you have been faithful to God in 2023. We will continue to be faithful to God in 2024. Amen? All right. Some have been rooted down, built up, strengthened through Cathedral of Faith and its ministries. While Cathedral of Faith will continue to build up, to root you down in God's word. If you don't have a church to fellowship in, I want to encourage you to make Cathedral of Faith your home church. Here you will learn the word. Here you not only learn the word, but you will learn how the spirit of God works in your life. In order for us to be rooted down, to be built up and strengthened and be victorious in Christ Jesus. Another clap offering for the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So at this juncture, I believe that, that the Holy Spirit came close to Paul and says, hey, hey, listen, sharpen your pen because we're about to get a little bit deeper into this. Look what it says in verse 9. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. This is, this is a scripture that the enemy, the devil, does not want you to know. And this is, these are two verses that are very important in our walk with Christ. Because we believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And Satan, one of the things that he denies is that in Jesus was the entire deity of Christ. What does that mean? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He is the Savior. He is the Messiah. He is the Christ. He is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He is the one who comes in glory. Hallelujah. All right, let's go back to that verse again, okay? And it goes like this. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. God, Paul is leading us into the spiritual, the terms of the spiritual warfare, that if in God, in Christ Jesus is the fullness of God, then what God desires is for us to have his fullness as well. You and I have been built and formed, designed by God, so that the fullness of God can abide in us. Come on, somebody got to praise him. Hallelujah. 
These are things that we have to know. These are things that we have to understand. Kind of reminds me of the story of Luciano Jaramillo. Luciano Jaramillo was this, this Argentinian, uh, six foot nine Argentinian, big guy, okay? He, was say, he came to be um, a priest when he was 14 years old, and, and, and uh, immediately he was, he was recognized as being very brilliant, uh, high IQ, and understood biblical languages. At the age of 22, he was sent to the Vatican by the Catholic Church to study biblical languages. And for the next two or three decades, that's all he did was dedicated himself to study biblical languages. Isn't it amazing how God knows what he's doing in your life, even though we don't understand it? Okay, so then he's, he's at the Vatican. He's studying biblical languages. And, and then in Argentina, there was this great revival taking place. And many people were leaving the Catholic Church to serve Christ through the Pentecostal movement, the spiritual movement. And they sent him to Argentina to work against that. And so he went down there to battle against this move of God, okay? And when he was, he says like this, that he was sitting one day in his, um, in his office, and, and he could hear the, um, the indigenous people who had come down from the mountain to come and do evangelism in the city. And he could hear them singing in the, in the central plaza. So he grabbed his, his, um, his book, and, and he went down there with anger to refute these uh, indigenous people who probably didn't know how to read or write. Come and tell them how wrong they were. So when he went down there, he was listening to them singing, you know, and he was looking at them and kind of looking down at them, and, and all of a sudden he felt someone tugging at his coat. And, and he's, he was a, he's this big guy. He looked around, he didn't see anyone, and, there was, and he looked down and there was this indigenous lady who was tugging at his coat and asked him in Spanish, Oye, Señor, ¿conoces a Cristo Jesús como Señor y Salvador? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And Luciano Jaramillo says that he looked at her and says, hey, I'm a priest, can't you tell? And she says, I, I didn't ask you that. I asked you if you knew Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then he says, hey, you know what? I just came back from the Vatican. I've been studying there for three decades. I didn't ask you that, she said. I asked you if you knew Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And, and he got angry, and he pushed her away, knocked her down. And he started walking down the, down the street, and he was mad. And he was, as he was walking, this is what he says, that, that question kept reverberating in his mind. Do I know Jesus? Do I know Jesus? Do I know? And the Holy Spirit got, got a hold of him. He fell to his knees and he realized, I don't know Jesus Christ. And he started to cry and he felt someone put his hand, their hand on his shoulder. It was that indigenous, indigenous, indigenous lady who probably didn't know how to read, didn't know how to write, but she knew Jesus. But she knew Jesus. Hallelujah. And she tells him, that's okay, don't worry about it. Jesus knows that, and he wants you to know him as his Lord and Savior. That day, he accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, to know him as Lord and Savior. This is what Paul is talking about. You see, it's good to have the knowledge, but when you begin to know what you know what you know, not only knowing Jesus, but knowing what he's done for you in your life, that makes you powerful. That makes you mighty. Hallelujah. That's why we need to know it. That's why we need to know it. Can someone say amen? amen. So then, uh, let's see, where was I at? I got too excited here. So he says, for the fullness of Christ, that's what we were talking about. So this is what happens. When you get to know Jesus, all of a sudden, 
your life gets to be filled with Jesus Christ himself. The fullness of everything that God is. What is fullness? In the Greek, the word that, that Paul used is pledeo. It means to fully accomplish all that was promised, prophesied, and declared to bring it to pass. I want to tell you, I want to declare on your life that whatever is remaining of what didn't happen in 2023, it's about to happen in 2024. It's about to happen in 2024. Hallelujah. I want to declare in your life that God dreams about you discovering who he is. And as you discover who he is, the fullness of God begins to be accomplished in your life. And not only that, but then God begins to accomplish what he has dreamed of your life, what he has planned of your life, what he has prophesied, what he has promised of your life. It's about to happen in Jesus' name. Come on. Somebody's got to get excited with me today. Hallelujah. Verse 8, it continues, says, when you came to Christ, he set you free from your evil desires, not by bodily operation of circumcision, but a spiritual operation, the baptism of your souls. For in the baptism, you see how your old evil nature died with him and was buried with him. And when you came up, uh, uh, when you came out, out of death with him into new life, because, somebody say, because, you trusted the word of the mighty God who raised Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. And he goes on to say the following verse, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ and he forgave some of your sins. It doesn't say that, huh? He says he forgave all your sins. I said he forgave all your sins. Hallelujah. So let's make another list of summary of things that Paul wants us to know. He says he had been brought into, and brought into fullness. And I declare that as we leave 2023, you will discover the fullness of God in your life. He, he wants to tell you that this is a process that's taking place. God is killing your evil nature. Someone say amen. God is he's making it die within us. He has given us new life. He has made us alive. And, and he wants to remind you, not some, but all our sins are forgiven. Okay, what happened, happened in 2023. But today, on the last day of this year, God is saying, all your sins are forgiven. All your sins are forgiven. Hallelujah. This is not positive thinking. This is not, you know, positive word. This isn't like simply just to give you an encouragement. This is the word of God. This is exactly what it says. Somebody's got to declare that with me today and say, all my sins are forgiven. Amen. So these are the things that Paul wants us to know. And keep in mind of what he writes there in the last phrase. Because as he ends there, he takes us into this realm of understanding what God has done for us. And he's telling us, okay, know it, but now it's time to leave it. It's time to leave it. It's time to, to leave it. Because there are things that we cannot take with us into 2024. Can I hear an amen? amen. You know, trash is trash. You don't hold on to it. Okay, some, of, some folks do the same thing as with their sin as what they do with leftovers. You know, they, they, they bring food home from the, from the restaurant and they know they're never going to eat it, but they put it in the refrigerator in an expensive Tupperware and it sits there 
for days, weeks. And then finally, when it's stenching and moldy, they say, now I'll get rid of it. Because we have this guilt that we paid so much for the food and we don't want to throw it away. Well, you know what? There's people here who have paid some, some severe prices for the sins that we committed in 2023. Hurts, pain, defeat, and God is saying, you need to leave it. You need to leave it here. Don't take it into 2024. But let's look at how Paul explains it, okay? How this takes place. And, and it reads in verse 14, I believe that's where we're at. Having canceled the charge of the legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. I, I need to repeat that. Having canceled the charge of the legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross, Having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made, them, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. What Jesus did for us is that he canceled whatever thing the enemy had written against us. He nailed it at the cross, and that's why we have been set free. Someone praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Christ has canceled everything. What is talking about these, these decrees, these, these handwritten ordinances? The, the Greek word is dogma, and it means a decree, a legal, in this case a spiritual edict, a declaration. Things that have been written against us in the spiritual realm by man and by Satan. I believe that God has a plan for every one of us. But I also believe that by this scripture, one of the things that it implicates is that the enemy also has a plan to distort the plan of God in relation to humanity. See, he did that in the angelic creation when he saw angels worshiping and praising God, serving and obeying God. And that's why he divided heaven. When God threw him out of heaven, he saw the same thing happening with man. God created Adam and Eve, they started worshiping him. They started believing in him, wanting to obey him. And the same thing that happened to him in heaven now happened to him here on earth. In the same way that he devised a plan to divide and destroy what God had created, he wanted to do the same thing here on earth. But not only to all humanity, he did it to us individually as well. Yes, I believe that Satan has a strategy to do anything and everything that he can do to keep us away from knowing God, serving God, pleasing God, and living in God's will, from being saved. Those are the handwritten ordinances that, that Satan has made against us. He has done them because he wants to defeat us. He wants to steal from us what God has promised us. You think God wants, you think the enemy wants your marriage to be successful? He wants your dreams to be fulfilled? The enemy wants to destroy all those things that God has declared upon our lives. Those are the handwritten ordinances in the spiritual realm that the enemy has written against us. And you should take a look at the way he operates. I believe that Satan's actions became his characteristics. Listen to me. His characteristics became his tools. His tools have become his dominions. His dominions has established powers, authorities, and principalities, such as anger, such as violence, such as rebellion, 
All those things that work against us. See, Satan work, works against us using his own characteristics. We find him in Isaiah and also in Ezekiel of how he operated up in heaven. His pride, his anger, his violence, his divisiveness, his rebellion. Those are all characteristics of the enemy. And when you see them happening in the lives of individuals, you know that Satan is involved. I'm telling you right now, Satan is defeated in the name of Jesus Christ. Satan is defeated in the name of Jesus Christ. Why do I tell you that? Because, see, those are all the things that he planned against us. And maybe he's written something against your life. You probably saw it in 2023 that all of a sudden the circumstances that you were involved in, the mistakes that you make, made all of a sudden the enemy took advantage of them and worked against your marriage, worked against your home, worked against your children, worked against your dreams. That is a strategy to kill, to destroy, to rob. Those are the things that he wants to do. But listen to, to what God says, okay? Because it doesn't end there. It goes back to that scripture. And it reads like this, blotting out. Can somebody say that with me? Blotting out. Blotting out the handwritten, handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it, took it away from us, nailing it to the cross. Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made sure of them openly triumphing over them. So Satan came with his divisiveness. He came with his conniving strategies to try to deceive us, to try to bring us down, to weaken us. And all of a sudden, the Lord speaks through Paul's pen, and he tells him, look, that's what Satan has written. But by the blood of Jesus Christ, I am erasing, I am blotting out. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me share this with you. Look, look, look what the scripture says, or, or, or the, the Greek word says. The, the Greek word is exalephon. Exalephon. And it says it this, erase, blot out, wipe away, scrubbed away, nullify. I mean, this is better than Clorox. This is better than bleach. This is better than any, to declare null and void. What Jesus is standing up in your life today about leaving it here, he is saying, stop holding on to your sin. Stop holding on to your hurts. Stop holding on to your pain or your doubt or your fears. I have erased them. I have blotted them out by my blood. I have taken them away completely through the work of the cross. Hallelujah. 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 Stop putting yourself down. Stop condemning yourself. Stop judging yourself. Stop making up things. Well, they don't like me. Or they're not going to believe in me. Or, or they're not going to help me. Or you know what? All you need is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and you will be victorious in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, many of us here are stories of seeing how God, through his mighty power, have blotted out the plan of the enemy against us. Some of us shouldn't even be alive. Yeah? I mean, some of you, some of you, the enemy, through other individuals, pointed at your marriage, and they said, that's never going to work out. Pointed at your kids, and they said, they're, they're bad kids, they're never going to be good. Maybe they talked that about you. Well, you know what? God is telling you right now, I am blotting out, I am erasing through the blood of Jesus Christ. Whatever man, whatever woman, whatever, whatever devil has said against you, greater is the blood of Jesus than whatever the enemy has declared upon our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I was a 17-year-old who didn't know how to read or write, strung out on drugs, in and out of prison. That's what the enemy had dictated to my life. But one day Jesus showed up and he erased all of that. And he gave me a future that only he can give me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So stop saying my marriage is never going to work. Stop saying my kids are never going to be good. Stop talking that way and take a look at what God is saying today. I have blotted out whatever society, whatever devil has said against you, and my word will be more powerful and go before you. Come on, somebody got to praise him. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this is where we learn how to leave it. As you came in today, you're given this paper. And you see these crosses right here, right up here. There's some folks today who simply need to just leave it. Okay? Don't, don't do this, okay? Because some of you are going to say, well, I need a blue ink pen. I need a size 10 ballpoint. Stop it. Oh, it's because, you know, I'll write my hurts. However, it's because he did this, she did that. Stop it. God doesn't need you to reason. He just needs you to leave it at the cross. Some of you are trying to have some kind of logical analysis of what happened in your life. Oh, stop it. Sin is sin, but the blood of Jesus is more powerful than that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he is saying, he's not only saying, he's shouting at some of you. He's yelling at some of you. Oh, just leave it here. Leave your pain, leave your misery, leave your hurts at the cross because I have taken care of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So as you leave, uh, I want to say in parentheses, I'm not done yet, okay? But as you leave... I'm going to encourage you that whatever it is, I, I, know, I know it sounds really elementary, and, and you, you may, some of you may say, ah, come on, Pastor John, this sounds like third grade. Well, some of you need to go back to third grade, okay? <laughs> and just simplify. God, I have this doubt, but I'm leaving it here. God, I have this fear, but I'm leaving it here. God, I don't know what's going to happen, but you know what? I'm going to leave it at your cross. I'm going to nail it to that cross because by the blood of Jesus Christ, all things are possible. Come on, praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, now tell your neighbor he's almost done. I'm glad that was just a mumble and not something that was... Okay. So where are you going what are you going to do? Listen, 24 hours from right now will be 2024. My goodness. To us old people, that sounds futuristic. <laughs> All the old people laughed along with me. What are you going to do? You see, there's nothing more powerful than a Christian who knows that he knows that he knows who he is. Not only that, but he knows what God has done in his life, and he knows where God wants to take him, what he wants to do. Paul says it this way in, in Philippians, 
Somewhere here in my notes. Someone say amen. amen. Thank you. Philippians 3.13 says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but, can someone say but? but. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press toward the goal. I press towards the goal. To win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So what are your goals next year? I know. Some of you are going to put, lose weight. <laughs> your laughter confesses you. Everybody puts that. Somebody sent me a saying the other day, saying 111 people died in the gym through accidents. Okay, 111 people last year died in accidents at the gym. No people have died eating donuts. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but I thought it was funny, okay? <laughs> what are your goals for next year? I'm telling you, the enemy right now wants to stop you to know what God wants you to do next year. What he wants to do in your life. The word pursue is the word dioko in the Greek. It, it means to pursue, to run after, to seek after eagerly. I, I'm going to be 68 next year. Wow. Isn't God good? I've never been 68 before. I want to dream with God. I said, I want to dream with God. He knew he was going to give me life at 68. And I'm just excited to know what he has for me. I'm eagerly seeking what God has for me. I want to challenge you. to. I want to encourage you to, to take a look at whatever goal you have and know that you can do it through Christ Jesus. The, the word goal is the word skopos in the Greek. It means a distant target, a goal. To take aim. And as you leave today, they're going to give you this other card. On it is a target with an arrow. Just simply just a reminder. Put it where you will constantly see it. Some of you will have it in your car. Some of you will have it in your prayer, in your prayer altar at home. Some of you will have it on your desk. Other people will have it on the refrigerator. Nobody said amen. amen. Wherever you see it the most... To remind you in 2024, this is my goal. This is what I declared that I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to believe God for it. I'm going to press towards a goal. But I want to challenge you that you need to think about it carefully. Don't just declare things. Think about it carefully. Pray about it as well. Ask about it. And let me say in parenthesis, do you have a coach in your life advising you? telling you of what's happening in your life. You need a spiritual coach in your life to be able to walk you through those things as well. So don't just say things, don't just think about it, but you gotta plan for it as well. And this is the second thing that I'm gonna ask you to do, okay? Write it down. On the back of it, there's plenty of room. If you need more, just go ahead and take more cards of things that you want to happen next year. You gotta plan it. This is how I'm gonna do it, okay? Don't do what people do and they just get membership at the gym, but they never go. 
You're going to say, I'm going to get closer to God. You're going to come, you're going to come church more. You're going to pray more. Read the word of God more. Seek advice. The list continues. says, not only write it down, but plan it, but also declare it. Be the spiritual warrior in your life. And say, in Jesus' name, I'm going to do this. What is your target? Where are you going? What do you want to see in your life? And some of you will be saying, but you know what, Pastor John? I got so few options. So many things working against me. Let me finish by sharing this story with me, with you. Are you guys still with me? The story is of a, of a huge art exhibit in the 1800s in New York City. They were bringing pieces of art from all over the world. But one of the pieces of art that was the central focus of attention was this huge painting. It was massive. It was a massive piece of art and it was entitled Checkmate. Checkmate. What it depicted was a chessboard and two players. On one side, the painting showed Satan. On the other side, showed a man, a Christian. And Satan was telling the Christian, checkmate. You have no more moves. I got you. I can kill you with that. Whatever move you make, I'm going to kill you. And people were coming from all over to see it, and they were amazed. And somebody got this bright idea. Let's bring a chess master for him to take a look at the, at the painting and see what he says. And all kinds of media came by, and they were wanting to see what the chess master had to say. And, and they asked him, what do you think of the painting? And he says, I'll, I'll tell you tomorrow. Came the next day, again, he says, I'll tell you tomorrow. This went on for about 30 days. And the excitement was building up. And then one day, the chess master says, I have the answer for you. You need to be at the art exhibit a certain hour, and I'm going to tell you. All kinds of people came. The media, everyone was there. They were so excited. The chess master gets up, and he says, I've studied the painting really well. And it's very beautiful. All the colors and everything. But, you know, my, my interest is not the painting, but the chessboard. Because I'm a chess master. And I have some bad news for you. The news is this. That the painting is entitled incorrectly. Because it's entitled checkmate. And everybody gasped like, wow, what's he saying? And the chess master says, look, I've studied the chessboard. And I've come to this conclusion that on the side of the Christian, the king still has the last move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The king still has the last move. Now, if you've gotten to know it, you're going to leave it. And now God wants you to take this word with you. That no matter what happened in 2023, no matter what you have to leave here, you got to know as you go into 2024 that Jesus has the last word in your life. He has the last word. He has the last move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
and my Bible tells me that he's never lost the battle. He never lost the battle. He's always been triumphant. He has always won. Hallelujah. And today, I know it. I will leave it, and I'll take this word with me. Through Jesus, all things will be possible. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Will you stand with me at this time? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Man, I feel an anointing here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just listen to my prayer for a moment. Father, you have opened through the power of your Holy Spirit the understanding in so many lives today just to know our sins are forgiven. We've been made alive in you. You have given us life. You are killing the sinful nature in us. You made us know, God, that we got to continue in serving you, being rooted down and established. But now, God, we get into spiritual warfare. There are things in our hand, God, that symbolize things that we just need to leave here. The foot of the cross, fears, losses, anger, addictions. They need to listen to this. Hallelujah. I take the authority and the power of the blood of Jesus individuals here, God, who have carried that pain for years, they're going to leave it right here. Individuals who have vengeance in their mind, animosity, hatred, we're going to leave it right here in the name of Jesus. And by the power of the blood of Jesus, we'll be victorious over those things, God, and we will declare 2024 will be my year in which God will have the last word in my life. And I will be victorious. I will be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Can someone say amen? Give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. 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 Will you lift your hands as I declare a pastoral blessing on you? And now I pray that the Holy Spirit will remind you of this word. For you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. He will reveal to you more and more next year that you're a child of God. You're a life of destiny. I declare upon your life that you will not drag on those things that you've passed through in 2023, but today you have been set free from them. And now I declare by the power of the Almighty God that the face of the Almighty will shine upon you, that everything that you put your hand to do, you will be blessed and prospered. I pray and declare this in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit and Cathedral of Faith said, Amen. God bless you. Amen.